we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh, we're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-patrollable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rudy Giuliani from uh, New York City on 77 WABC, or I hope by now you've gotten used to using the WABC app. Hmm? At least go to WABCradio.com. Get used to using an app because then, as I keep telling you, you can take us with you all around the country, all around the world. I'm sure some of you are going to travel during the holidays. Hey, the world's not going to stop during the holidays. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not going to stop. Putin, Z, all those characters, right? The Ayatollah, the uh, relentless uh, uh, destruction that the Biden administration is doing to our internal economy. We've got to figure out if, um, I don't know, I mean, is Santa going to be able to afford the enormous gasoline bill he's going to have to pay this year? It's going to be, in fact, we may do an interview with him at some point to find out how he's, you know, where he's getting the extra money. Look, the guy's got to travel all over the world. The Russians, Russians are going to probably hit him up for big bucks. So, so you've got to stay tuned to us during the holidays. It's really, really important. So I, mean, I know I touched on this yesterday, but, boy, it hit big today. And uh, I'd say the best place to go to see this, I tweeted it out or I put it out on Getter. I don't remember, one or the other. But I put out this uh, uh, map of America. I love maps, by the way. I'm a map nut job. Uh, and it has the 12 cities that have already broken their own record for the most murders in their history. Isn't that a wonderful record to break? I mean, Biden should be really proud of the fact that his first year in office, these 12 cities had more murders than ever before in their history. We're going back to the bad 70s, 80s, and 90s. And there are two more coming along. Uh, but just as I asked on my Twitter, and I got answers right away, not some sarcastic, but most of them straight, what do these cities, in addition to breaking their own record of murder, uh, have in common. They're not all from one part of the country. They're pretty well spaced. There are a couple in the northeast. There are a couple in the far west. There are a couple in the deep south. Very, very few in the, in the west, the traditional west of our country. Here's what they have in common. You know it. You, you know. They're all run by uh, Democrats. They've all been run by Democrats for a long, long time. 
spike. Uh, the shortest one is probably about 20 years, and the longest one about 70. Um, in fact, if you go on, um, if you go online and, and, and Google them, they'll, a lot of them will tell you when was the last Republican mayor. <laughs> and they even have a little, they even have a little, uh, some of them even have like a little outline of the last Republican mayor because it's like he's a, he's like a curiosity. Well, she's a, a he, he would always be a he, unfortunately, back then, right? So New York City in some ways is, is unusual because unlike Chicago, for example, with 50 years of uninterrupted Democrat rule, much of it crooked Democrat rule, like Philadelphia, much of it crooked, uh, uh, they have no interruptions with Republicans, independents, reformers. We at least had, uh, before we had uh, me, Republican, and, and Lindsay even, uh, we had uh, a reform movement within the Democrat Party back then. In fact, uh, 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 Ed Koch was part of that. There were the Democrats, and they were the uh, Carmine DeSapio, I'd say, I, I think it's fair to say, crooked, dem- <laughs> crooked Democrats to the core. Um, they were the ones that supported John F. Kennedy, by the way, and uh, and therefore it became very powerful when Kennedy became president. Not, not Kennedy's fault, but it just happened that way. And uh, and Koch sort of morphed into a conservative, supported me, supported other Republicans. I, mean, I think he supported D'Amato, too. He certainly did the second time D'Amato ran. I'm not sure about the first time. But in any event... It was a much more vital party than the Democrat Party. It wasn't like this, particularly in New York. And I think that reflects the fact that even though our crime increase is tragic, last last um, last year we set a record for the largest percentage increase ever in the history of New York City. Uh, this year we're down like mm, less than a percent, which means we're kind of holding to the record we set last year. A lot of people got killed in New York. But really, you look at a place like Chicago, Chicago has 1.1 million people. Okay. New York has about 8 million plus. I don't know what Los Angeles now is. It's the second biggest city in the country. Um, You know, Chicago is about 3 million something, and Los Angeles is about 3 million above that. And Philadelphia is 1.1. So Philadelphia has more murders so far this year than New York and L.A. combined. And both New York and L.A. are going through a crime crisis. Hmm? Uh, imagine what Philadelphia is like. Can you imagine what Philadelphia is like? I mean, it's uh, almost impossible, almost impossible to honestly describe. So th- these are the 13 of uh, the 12 cities. Uh now, Chicago, it's not their record increase, but Chicago does lead the country in murder and homicide, but uh, certainly gross number. It's like up, up in the 500 and something. Their record was like 750. And per capita, they're like uh, maybe four times us, five times us, meaning New York. And we're, you know, we're in what I consider pretty bad shape. Uh, these other places are like, a, it's a disaster. Twelve big cities, all Democrat. It is, for all the garbage you hear, it, it, I'm going to tell you what it what it is. I mean, why it's happening. 
It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. In fact, gosh, please don't be a genius. You get stupid if you're a genius, I think, because geniuses, you know, a lot of these people think, like Joe Biden thought he was a genius. He, remember when he was in New Hampshire way back and he said he f- finished first in his class and he had five degrees and he had a very high IQ and I can't remember what else, but this is a guy with a chip on his shoulder because he's been the dumbest guy in class, you know, since he was a baby. He actually finished third from last in his law school class of about 80 or 90 people. He uh, had two two degrees. Well, okay, fine. That's great. He has a bachelor's degree and a, and a, uh, uh, a law degree, which he cheated to get. And, uh, and I, I always keep hearing, but I don't get any confirmation on this, so I'm going to say this as allegedly he was left back in the third grade. But I do know he's always been known as the dumbest guy in class because I was introduced to him that way by a friend of his. And, of course, then all through the years, everybody behind his back would say he was the dumbest guy in the Senate. Um, why, uh, why Obama selected him, who I always considered a guy who fancied himself an intellectual. Maybe he wasn't in the Senate long enough. I mean, uh, John McCain was a very good friend of mine, as were some other senators. But McCain was probably the closest. And uh, I would have lunch with him. Remember, the, one of the times I remember the most having lunch with him was, it was on a Friday afternoon. Nobody else was around. I, had a, I, got, I was stuck in Washington for the weekend because I needed to do something for my client, the president, the next day. And uh, had nobody. all my colleagues had gone off to wherever they were going, Jay and Jane. And um, I called up John. I said, John, you around tonight? You want to have dinner? And he said, sure, yeah, come on up to the Senate. I said, okay, we'll have in the Senate dining room. I said, why are we having dinner? He said, I'll tell you why. At 10 o'clock at night, he was, he was, he was taking his, like, weekend break. He's going, he, was, he was going to Iraq. And then he would grab Lindsey Graham. Um, and I, Lindsey used to say, yeah, I get these great weekend holidays with John. We go to Iraq. We go to Afghanistan. We get shot at. <laughs> Look, a lot of issues with John, like all of us, but I miss him. I really do. I miss him, and I gotta say, um, I've gotta say that uh, losing some of these people, Colin Powell, who, who I gave speeches with the Washington Speakers Bureau, I think he's one of the few people that has given more speeches to them than me. Maybe, maybe, uh, who else would be on that list? Well, there are a couple of others, but I'm over. A th- I'm in the thousand, the thousand club. But I want you to listen to the explanations given by the brilliant uh, intellectuals of the Democrat Party for the crime that's going on and the smash and grabs. And let's, let's start with cut number one. Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute uh, plans like having security officers in their stores, uh, locking up uh, their merchandise at night, chaining high-end bags. These purses seem to be something um, that is attracting a lot of attention on these organized retail uh, theft units. Now, you've seen the, the videos of this, I'm sure. And if you haven't, go to my podcast, rudyscommonsense.com. Uh, I put two on. It was like a day after or two days after it happened. Gosh, I've seen them on television now every day. It's the one where they go into Nordstrom's and looks like they're on the first floor. And um, I think they were taking high-end pocketbooks. I think that was, that, that, that was it. And the thing about that one, you see this 
poor woman right in the middle. She's there for her Christmas show. She doesn't know what's going on. She's like spinning around. Like, who are these people? Counted about 30 or 35 that come in. They've got like hatchets and hammers and they're banging open these things like really quick. And within a, 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 you blink your eyes and they're on their way out. I think it was a one minute, you know, 45 second to one minute hit. And I think they came out with, I get them confused, but, you know, they range from about 25,000 low up to about 400,000 high in the hits that they did. And Lori Lightfoot says they should have stopped it. I mean, what are a couple of guards going to be able to do when these people come in with hatchets? That 30 or 40, it's like an army coming in. And, and God forbid they should hurt one of these people. They go to jail for the rest of their lives. The, the whole left-wing, crooked Democrat community turn against them, you know, particularly if it's a white guy that did something to some, some black guy. Who's going to take the damn job? And the first one to go after them would be Lori Lightfoot. And if it weren't her, it would be that Kim Fox who let Smollett out who's bought and paid for by George Soros. What is she, an idiot, Lori Lightfoot? Yeah, this is the same one. I just want to remind you, this is the same one who wanted to get her hair done when she told everybody they couldn't do it except for her. Now, let's, let's try number two from really, I'm not even going to fool around, from probably the lightest uh, weight intellectual ever, who ever existed except possibly for Biden. Here she is. We have to talk about the specifics because, for example, we're actually seeing a lot of uh, these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out. Like when, like these, I believe it's a Walgreens in California cited it, but what they, what the data didn't back it up. So. What is wrong with her? I mean, uh, we see it in black and white, idiot, halfwit, uneducated moron. You can't pull that on. I, I, I can show you 30 pictures of this all over the country. Of course, big time in L.A. and San Francisco. How about in one period of time they hit 10 stores in San Francisco? And there's video for every single one, A.O. idiot. What a liar. And she pays no price for it. Because we have a corrupt, disgusting media. She gets up there and says... Alleged smashing grabs. They took hundreds of thousand dollars worth of goods, millions of dollars worth of goods, Rolexes and purses, and they hit little poor mom and pop stores and destroyed them. They didn't give a damn. And it, it, it was in L.A., in uh in San Francisco, in Nashville, in Chicago, a couple of times in Chicago, uh, in a couple of cities in, Te in Austin, Texas, uh, go on and on. I'm sure a lot of them were suppressed by the media because they don't really get covered except on, except on Newsmax and Fox and OAN uh, uh, visually and, and on, on radio stations like this one that has the support of a, of a guy who believes in the First Amendment like John Castamatidis, who you'll hear in two hours. I mean, whatever else John gets credit for, and he gets credit for plenty, boy. I knew him, you know, when I was mayor. He's one of the great New York citizens. The way he and, and, and Margot have put this radio station together where we can tell the truth. And they have everybody on. Come on. It isn't, this isn't, I would not consider this a right-wing radio station. I consider this a radio station that actually covers the news. I mean, you've got plenty of Democrats on, plenty of Democrats who are left-wing. Um, 
I, admittedly, a lot of them are sensible ones, like like uh, Governor Patterson, who I've always loved. He's a great guy. Uh, but some of them aren't people that I've always loved. I just won't mention who they are. So, I mean, we got we have got we got to get back to you know respecting the fact that you can't just make up the news and not expect that you're going to brainwash your people, which is what they're trying to do. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. To mark 20 years since uh, September 11, the Foundation's chairman and CEO, another really exceptional American, Frank Siller, connected where America was attacked on foot from the Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials. For the first time, our country recognized the people we lost in 9-11-related illness through the Foundation's name-reading ceremony. And in another first, those lost in the war on terror had their names read aloud. That ceremony is now the newest Tunnel to Towers annual tradition. Now, the Foundation is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving when it started to New Year's Eve when, when it will end. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That T, the number 2T.org. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Is Rudy Giuliani back with you on uh, 77 WABC? And you can call me on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation hotline at 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And don't forget, make it $11 a month contribution to T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And if you've made your $11 a month contribution before, make another one. They're going to make you feel good. The holidays are here, and the time of year we pause, reflect, and realize how blessed we are. It's also the time to help make a difference. 77 WABC is teaming with Cohen Children's Medical Center, a proud partner of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, for our third annual holiday radiothon for the kids. Friday, December 17th, all the money raised stays right here, meaning it goes to them, benefiting the children and their families of our community. This year, give the gift that has meaning. Money raised will be used to improve life-saving care and equipment, pediatric research, child life services, and more. Download the 77WABC app and listen to hear more about how you can help Friday, December 17th. But you don't have to wait until then. Text HERO to 51555. That's HERO to 51555. And donate today. Join Cohen Children's Medical Center and 77 ABC in making a difference for the holidays. I have been recording, uh, I think I've done three or four now, interviews with parents of children that had extraordinarily uh, difficult situations at birth. And uh, one, uh, the the baby's heart was on the wrong side. And... uh, the baby was like, I think, two pounds of a premature, maybe two pounds, a little over two pounds. Just having had a grandchild, and the first impression of after I decided she was the most beautiful little baby I'd ever seen in my whole life, except maybe for my daughter. I don't know. Eh, pretty close. And um, 
I, I was just astounded how small babies are. I haven't really. I mean, I used to hold babies when I ran for office. But, you know, they were babies like four months, five months. Nobody gives you a little newborn to hold unless it's yours or a grandchild. And I looked. I, I, she's so tiny. But, I mean, she was seven, seven pounds of normal size, right? Uh, imagine two pounds. Imagine operating. Imagine operating. One baby, the doctor had to reattach the esophagus. The esophagus wasn't attached in the right place. They couldn't let the baby breathe. They had, to, they had to, I guess, intubate the child right away, immediately upon coming out, natural birth. And then they attached an esophagus. He, like, created an attached. Had to be like, I mean, just think about it. Two pounds. It's like micro, micro, micro surgery. I have some friends that are pediatric surgeons. And uh, one, of, one, one of my very best friends, his father was a pediatric cardiologist. And it's just uh, it's remarkable. They do miracles. And this, um, this Cohen Children's uh, Center, when you hear about the things they do, you're going to want to donate. And this is not part of the advertising. This is Rudy Giuliani telling you how moved he's been in talking to these people. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that uh, Chad and John asked me to do this. You know, it really has been wonderful to hear about them. Just makes you feel good that there are still doctors like that, <laughs> and they love the doctors there. They just the people I talk, they just love the doctors and the nurses and the. <laughs> so, okay, you want an example of how this big moron has ruined our city? I don't know what should be done to this guy. I don't know. I mean, prison is too good for him. What De Blasio's done to this city. So the guy who burned down the, 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 the uh, fox tree the other day. Now, I, can't, I remember crimes in this city, right? I, I don't remember somebody burning down a big giant Christmas tree, like the Rockefeller tree or the fox tree. This thing looks like it goes up about 12, 13 stories, right? I'm looking at a picture of it here. So this guy, Craig Tamanaha. Tamanaha. Craig Tamanaha, 49. He burns the darn thing down. He uh, uh, destroys a couple of live trees in the, in, in, in the course of that doing it. He destroys property in the course of doing it. Of course, he puts the lives of the people anywhere nearby in grave jeopardy. Who do you know is going to be walking by in Manhattan and, so, and, and goes on fire as a result of this idiot getting into the tree and, and using a lighter to put it on fire? He, he, was, he, was, he was out within... Uh, Less than two, like five hours, six hours. I think the cops who arrested him uh, the next morning, he was, he was back. And this is because of the, this, this is what uh, Cuomo did for us. And Hochul, the, she's leading, this half, there's another halfwit is leading to be governor. So this guy gets charged with, he gets charged with um, obviously arson, right? Reckless endangerment, criminal mischief, and criminal trespass. But the ADA, they're all misdemeanors. And the judge had to let him go. Because to be a, a felony charge of arson, the suspect has to harm or try to harm a person. Burning a gigantic tree 10, 12 stories high isn't attempting to hurt a person? In, a, in, a, in the most crowded city in America, even if it is at night, 
I walk around at night. It could easily have fallen on somebody, and he didn't give a damn. How about reckless, reckless in da- recklessness to the point of the kind of recklessness he is is a uh, is an acceptable legal explanation of intent. You could have charged him with that. How about a hate crime? Fox is a well-known, uh, a well-known uh, station for its political viewpoint. You can't, you can't come up with a uh, even a low-level felony. So the guy, so the judge then has the discretion to set bail and keep this guy from getting out because maybe he's headed for the Rockefeller tree. And then he's got a record like in March he was he was uh, arrested for criminal possession of a controlled substance. For that, I guess De Blasio. Might ask him if he could, you know, sell him. Oh, I shouldn't have said that, should I? Everybody hide. We have to hide that. We've got to make believe that it isn't true. You know, we've got to make believe that when he first came into office, the cops didn't go complain and stuff. We have to all hide that because he's a Democrat. And then he was arrested in June for assaulting a police officer. And he, and he, was, <laughs> he was observed of flashing people outside of Maxwell's trial. The guys backed out. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going to happen next. As we head into a new year, we're confronted by a new revelation. COVID is not going away. It's one thing for Dr. Fauci to say, but uh, quite another when business leaders do. A recent survey from the Business Roundtable, the Distinguished Business Roundtable, I might add, revealed that CEOs believe that we're in a permanent war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty ahead. I think that's for sure. Before the new Omicron variant even emerged, executives across healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics issued warnings about volatility, price spikes, labor market challenges, and a new phase of the unknown. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, then I don't know what is. And everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors. Monetary Gold is offering a free protection guide and a gold credit of up to $5,000 for the first 25 callers who qualify. Call one. 888-204-2141. COVID is not going away, but your retirement may. Call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a gold credit. 7 WABC. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. When I visited Delta Rescue recently, I asked Leo, uh, my good friend, you know, why, uh, how, how do they turn out to be the largest uh, life sanctuary in the world for, for, uh, for dogs and cats and, and horses? And he said, well, you know, it ha- happens because people on average keep pets for two and a half years. And then they don't make provision for them. They just let them go, let them out on the street, put them out in the wilderness. Sometimes they give him to a pound, and pounds keep him only so often, and then they kill him. So if he would have readopt, that's essentially what would happen to them. I mean, they'd go right back into that cycle again and probably uh, get killed. And um, these beautiful animals would lose their home again, which is what Leo creates for them. He creates like a home for them. This is not one of these adoption places <laughs> because they don't trust people. And the, you, can, you can't imagine how happy these dogs and cats are. I mean, they have... The dogs live in groups of two or four or five and six or whatever, and they have this little, a house, you know, that he's built for them in, in a whole little pot of land, and 
<laughs> it's really cute. And then that, the, most of the cats are in several of these houses that have become cat houses. But this costs money. It costs a lot of money. And it takes a lot of love. And he's got 1,500 of these rescued dog, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue. So they need your help. They need help from people who, who, who consider animals important and who consider, you know, God's creatures. Uh, uh, we should take care of them. And we should treat them humanely. So I'd like you to help them by going to deltarescue.org slash Rudy and pressing the green, green, like for money, green, donate button. Please give as much as your heart tells you to do. That's deltarescue.org slash Rudy. And don't, don't, you know, sit back and say you're going to do it. Do it today, okay? And we're going to be taking calls now at uh, 1-800-848-WABC and uh, on the Tunnels and Towers Foundation hotline. Remember? Mm-hmm. 11 bucks, T2T.org. I'm Rudy Giuliani. I'm a common sense. We'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we'll start with um, Norman in Brooklyn. Yeah, hi, Rudy. Hey, Norman. Uh, how are I you? I was outside the Maxwell trial on November 29th and saw that maniac, Craig Tamanaha, run around with his pants and underwear down around his ankles. I ask, why wasn't he dealt with then and yesterday? What are they waiting for? Because we are a Democrat city, and like the 12 to 14 cities that have set a record for homicides so far this year, we're run by people who uh, uh, indulge and uh, uh, criminals and don't give a damn about you and me who are innocent victims of this criminality. And uh, they figure exposing yourself and running around like that is a victimless crime. Uh, I, I can't help it. I mean, here, here's what you should do. Brian, where, where do you live again? You live in Yonkers, right? No, I live in Brooklyn. Well, I mean, the idiots of our city elected this guy. Yep. I mean, there's something about, we, we have got to. We, we, I mean, we have to unbrainwash like the people in Chicago who for the last 50 years vote for Democrats. And every weekend is a Vietnam. And they keep doing it. What is that? That's brainwashing. I mean, this guy should be in jail. Yeah, I look at his, his rap sheet. It's ridiculous. I mean, but they didn't even arrest him for that. And I guess the cops figure, why arrest him? He'll be back in 12 hours. The guys, the guys who arrested him uh, with the fire, that was a little bit dangerous. And a lot dangerous. He was back there the next morning. They, like, uh, they went home, got sleep. He went before the judge, and the judge, I don't know, maybe the judge gave him an award or something. There's something wacky about Democrat policies with regard to crime. I've been fighting crime all my life, and it's one of the reasons I left the Democrat Party. This is because they caused the 70s and 80s. No doubt about it. Their policies and programs encourage crime. And now... It's off the charts, like the smashing grabs. They're just completely off the charts. Let's go to Brian, um, who is uh, in Yonkers. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Hello. Um, concerning the smash and grabs in the cities yep. that have the attorney generals who refuse to prosecute the criminals, um, might an un, a terrible unintended uh, um, result be that the insurance companies that, that the stores um, pay to you know ensure their merchandise won't they now maybe stop 
paying on the claims or if they don't uh, stop insuring the companies altogether, which would then, you know, probably make the stores all go out of business once and for all. Isn't that another horrible thing that might occur because of this ridiculous policy? Uh, no, Brian, it, it, uh, it will and it is occurring. I mean, uh, some of these uh, places have put like 12, cha- 12 stores out of business already. Uh, this this is the reason for years why there wasn't a national store in Harlem until I became mayor, because Harlem allowed too much crime and all the crooked uh, uh, Democrat politicians who represented Harlem sold Harlem out. I mean, you know, Char- Char- Charlie Rangel spent his life selling out Harlem and acquired a, a, a fortune for himself. And what did Harlem get? Nothing. Nothing. They, could, they couldn't get a big box store until I came in because nobody wanted to be subjected to that amount of crime. And I submit that this is even more frightening than that. It may not be that the level of crime is as high, but the bold and uh, uh, nature of it, the uh, disrespectful nature of it, the uh, is amazing. Whoever saw pictures like we see now of these people going into Nordstrom's, I mean, and they must have, over over last weekend or the Thanksgiving thing, they must have done about thirty or forty of these nationwide. Uh, yeah, and people and the insurance is getting pulled, and when the insurance gets pulled, the the store pulls out. And you think of these stores. I mean, they're not all uh, Rolexes and and uh, Pucci Gucci's. I mean, you know, a lot of them are middle class stores where people. This is their living. This is their. This is what they count on to feed their babies. This is a horrible thing, and it's the it's the elevation of the rights of criminals over the rights of innocent people. No, nobody wants to see even criminals dealt with inhumanely. But we certainly don't want to see them dealt with in a way that panders to them and then creates enormous numbers of victims. And this has been a, 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 a problem within the Democrat Party all of my professional life. And it's become now acute when we get an idiot like AOC who even doubts that the smash and grabs are taking place. Now, she's just a liar. She's just a miserable, stupid liar. She's too stupid to make an intellectual argument. I mean, at least in the old days, they'd make an argument about poverty and they'd come up with something. But just to say there are no smash and grabs, and I can see it on television, well, she, she just is, thinks that everybody's as stupid as she is, and there are enough people stupid enough to vote for her. That's what I got to tell you, my fellow New Yorkers. You are responsible for it. People of Chicago are responsible. Ed Koch, when, when uh, you can hear the, you can hear the sirens in the background. <laughs> I won't blame that on De Blasio. We've had sirens all the time. I'll tell you. In fact, when I give you when I give you my final thoughts for today, I'm going to remind myself to tell you a story about sirens that I think is very indicative. And I want to see how many of you, I want to see how many of you share this uh, issue and problem and or whatever. Maybe it's not a problem with me. Okay? So you stay tuned for uh, when we take the next break. It'll be the last break. And then I'll come back with my final thoughts. And I usually try to do something very profound. Hmm. You know, when I used to do Ask the Mayor when I was the mayor, I would do it on Friday mornings. I think it was first 10 to 11, then 11 to 12. And um, I'd always begin with a monologue, you know, on some important issue like the budget 
or a crime, a new crime reduction program. Or sometimes I take on foreign policy, even though I don't know why I was doing it, but because I love foreign policy and I love history. So I talk about Arafat, like when I threw him out of the United Nations. Man, I love doing that. I got that headline. I got, I got the editorial from the Times uh, criticizing me up there like as a badge of honor. And I know, I know that President Reagan was very, very proud of me when I did that. So um, I tell you that it is, it is just amazing, just amazing how these people have for years been encouraging crime. And then uh, it's almost like people are brainwashed. They just vote for them. I want you to look at the map in the post. I'm sure most of you get the post. I want you to look at those cities. Every one of them, it's like Democrat mayor after Democrat mayor. Demo- a lot of them have had Democrat mayors who went to jail along the way. And they keep voting for them. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Why not a Republican occasionally? You know what that does? That's what helped New York. And not just me, when they did LaGuardia, when they did Lindsay. It, it shakes up the, the, the corruption. You don't, you're not uh, reliant on the same people who have been taking the bribes uh, to do things, which is what they do in New York and other cities. I don't know. And look, we now have an anti-corruption effort by the most corrupt president in American history, Joe Biden. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, there's going to be a, 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 a party for, uh, for Miranda Devine's uh, great uh, new book about the hard drive from hell. I mean, I don't like saying this except to try to get you into a state of reality. Our president is a 30-year-long criminal who belongs in jail, not in the White House. He's taken millions of dollars to sell his office and to do favors for people who are paying his son, who is, you can be sympathetic to it or not, who is a drug addict. Major, major, a degenerate drug addict. And they pay him millions. And they want us to feel that we're, we're stupid enough that we believe it's really for the sun. And, and just in case we are stupid enough to think it's for the sun, the sun explains on the hard drive, I give half the money to my father. And he's sitting in the White House. And he's putting out an anti-corruption program. Now, everybody that's affected by that anti-corruption program, the corrupt people in these foreign countries, they're laughing their head off. He's more corrupt than a lot of them. And we want to reduce crime? And we got a criminal in the White We got a criminal family in the White House. I mean, they're all searching around for his daughter's diary. Why do you think they're searching around for the diary? Because it's got love letters in it? <laughs> I haven't seen the diary, so I can't, I can't give you anything definitive on it. All I can tell you is, if it's anything like the hard drive I got two rooms from here, it'll just reveal numerous, numerous crimes. Because it was, a, it was, it was so many crimes, it was hard to be around them and not uh, see what was going on. O- almost totally impossible. How about uh, Jimmy in Brooklyn? Mr. Mayor, decades ago when I was a kid among communists, they said what they want to do with American youth, 
politicize, radicalize, militarize. And as you just said, the district attorneys, these Marxist district attorneys are helping create more criminals. But I want to tie it to a group called the Revolutionary Communist Party, which I believe is the bulk of Antifa. In the Revolutionary Communist Party's newspaper, they talk about the 25 shootings in Chicago. Then they write, you have to quit killing each other. You have to get out of the street and into the revolution. There are better things to fight and die for. The communist goal is to have a large group of criminals, but get them out of crime and get their violence and militancy into organized revolution, perhaps killing congressmen, senators, or police. So they're working in prisons and street gangs. It's the revolutionary yeah, yeah, communist. Yeah, you know, and what, and what you're saying, Jimmy, I mean, I talk to a lot of you know, my friends who live through and, and work with me on reducing crime in the 80s when I was U.S. attorney and the 90s when I was mayor. And then really up until a couple of years ago with my security firm. And it's a different it's a different kind of crime. This is much more much more geared toward the upper middle class, the rich, uh, much more geared to making the kind of money that can support a revolutionary movement. I mean, they, they were pulling in hundreds of thousands during that smash and grab. I mean, taking Rolexes, going to a store and walk out with a two hundred thousand dollars worth of Rolexes. Um, this was much different than the kinds of stuff that John Lindsay had to deal with in the 70s when he would walk the streets to try to stop the riots, or I had to deal with to stop the riots that you know we inherited from Dinkins. It was a different, it was a different kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, this seems to be much more organized, much more uh, uh, directed toward a goal, which is to make us a socialist, communist country. It doesn't seem to be. It is. And it's our job, uh, and gosh, you're a great resource, Jimmy. It's our job to teach that to people. They gotta get it, and we gotta get them unbrainwashed, if, if that's a word. I think it's a word. Well, it's a good concept if it isn't a word, right? I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Do you wanna be a hero for the holidays? Sure you do. How about getting your loved one a new iPhone? That's right. Pure Talk has iPhone 12s starting at just 479 through the end of the year. And yes, they have 13s too. Switch to Pure Talk. Get great nationwide 5G coverage. Yes, the same coverage as the big guys. But the average family saves over $800 a year. Now, that's just being smart. There's no need to overpay Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, Plus, with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data is just $30 a month. And like I I told you, you come back, I'm going to tell you about those sirens. And like I said, the uh, iPhone 12 is just $479 this month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan and phone that's right for you. Use their savings calculator to see exactly how much your family will save. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code WABC and save an additional 50% off your first month and save on a new phone. That's puretalk.com, promo code WABC. Disclaimer, some restrictions apply. See site for details. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. As we head into a new year, we're confronted by a new uh, revelation. And I think, you know, COVID is, is endemic, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be here 
for quite some time, and it's going to mutate into things like uh, what we're dealing with now with uh, uh, with the with the with, well, first of all, with the Delta variant, which uh, seems to be uh, uh, you know of consequence, and and then the uh, and then the Omni variant, which is uh, seems to be something we can handle, but. Um, but it's going to be here. And Dr. Fauci, uh, uh, you know, has even warned us about that. Now, a recent survey from the Business Roundtable revealed that CEOs believe we're in a permanent war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty ahead. And I, I think that's a, a, a safe, a safe calculation. Uh, before the new Omicron variant even emerged, executives across healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics issued warnings about uh, labor market challenges, uh, a new phase of the unknown, price spikes. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, then I don't know what is. And every, everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors at t- times like this. Monetary Gold is offering a free protection guide and a gold credit of up to $5,000 for the first 25 calls who qualify. So call 1-888-204-2141. COVID is... It just isn't going away. But your retirement may. Call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a gold credit. Now, I told you in my final thoughts, rather than being profound, <laughs> if I ever am, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you about sirens or like, I think one of my Italian relatives used to say, sirens. So when I left being mayor, which would have been in 2000, which would have been in, two, you know, the beginning of 2002. And um, it was kind of a, a strange, uh, very, very strange period of time for me. Un- unlike the kind of sometimes letdown and even a little depression people get when they leave office, uh, which I expected might happen uh, until September 11 came along. Uh, I didn't have time. I mean, I, I, the, when I woke up the day after I was out of office, <laughs> I was still... <laughs> I still had my clothes there ready to go out and, you know, and fight uh, uh, the Islamic terrorists. And that went on for a couple of months. But then I started traveling a lot. I don't know if you know this, but from the time I was mayor until, well, until pandemic came, I, I, I think I went to over 90, I know I went to over 90 countries. And I uh, made about 140 foreign trips. So people always wondered, why did I want to be Secretary of State? Because I actually thought I knew more about foreign policy than most anybody else. Because I had most recently been in, I'm not going to say every country, but 90. And when I went, because I was the mayor of New York and because I was on the front cover of Time magazine and I was given honorary knighthood and I was given an award by the French governor, the president of France, called me Rudy the Rock and da 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 da, da all that stuff. I'd get to meet most of the heads of state or the foreign ministers or the mayors. And I was really up on foreign policy, really, really. I think I understood it better than a lot of the people that were appointed Secretary of State. Uh, but here's what would happen. I also would go to a lot of parts of America that are pretty darn quiet. You know, Iowa, and I did that when I was running also. But right after coming out of office, I'd go to Florida, I'd go to Texas, I'd go to Oklahoma to give speeches for the Washington Speakers Bureau. And it was real quiet at night. And for about a month and a half, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I, I, I'm, I have a, 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 an apartment that has some pr- 
pretty darn good. It's an old apartment and has some pretty darn good windows, and it keeps out some of the sound. But I'm, I'm coming to you from home today, and you can hear the sirens out there, right? But there, here I am sleeping in these in these uh, motels and hotels, and I mostly motels, and I can't can't go to sleep. And I, I, I'm talking it over with one of my friends, or and they said, you know, <laughs> do you you. Uh, you love New York, right? Yeah. And you've lived in Manhattan now for what, about 10,000 years? I said, yeah, yeah. You missed the sounds at night? I said, I can't imagine. I do. He said, Why don't you do this? Why don't you do a little recording like John Travolta did in that movie, you know, where they record sounds? Why don't you record <laughs> sirens and stuff like that and see what happens? So I did. I did a recording of sirens and noises and a couple of nights, you know, when I was here, I opened the window. And then I would take it with me and play it, and I went to sleep. I, I mean, I doesn't bother me one bit. I can go to sleep with the television on. I can go to sleep with people talking, people fighting. If I want to go to sleep, I just go to sleep. It's amazing. I mean, I, it's like I'm addicted to those those sirens. It's a little like it's a little like I'm going to tell you the story tomorrow of jaywalking. You know, I accomplished a lot as mayor. I'm sorry to say that, but I, I did. I think more than, <laughs> more than, well, more than a lot of them. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't accomplish everything. I wanted to wipe out jaywalking. I did. I did, I did pretty much wipe out block the box, which is back again, but I'm trying to wipe, wipe out jaywalking because it's like dangerous. So I upped the fines or something or other. I got the police to, Make a big deal about it. And that's after we had gotten crime down by 65, 70%. That's when you can pay attention to jaywalking, right? And too loud sounds. So all of a sudden, the Daily News or the Post or whatever, they catch me jaywalking. I didn't even know I was doing it. So I'll tell you the rest of that tomorrow. But remember, tomorrow morning, you get up and say, thank God I'm in America. God bless America.